Um, I'm working as a lecturer at Yale Technical University, Interactive Media Design Department, and uh, also I'm a PhD candidate. Uh, I'm working on natural user interfaces. Uh, in our university, we have been studying gestural interface projects with third grade students for four years. And I'll summarize our adventure with gestural uh, interfaces in this period of four years. Uh, there is no denying we had some tough times. Actually, as interactive media designers, we are in a transition process in terms of digital technology. Uh, both uh, we and the students are used to designing with graphical user interface elements. Uh, also, most of us, the designers, think we shouldn't be too courageous with gestures because the users might not be able to learn how to use it. Uh, but we somehow know that the future of interfaces relies on gestures, and we also know that the earlier we pass on to that period, the easier the user will get used to them. Uh, also, natural gestures of the students shape according to the mouse and uh, keyboard, and we need to teach them the human behavior and ergonomics of the pre-computer age. Some researchers claim that interacting with devices will be, the, uh, will be with natural gestures in the future. They call this concept uh, natural user interfaces. According to this, the device shouldn't be visible itself and the user shouldn't spend too much effort wherever possible. Uh, but this concept is hard to understand as it uh, is not in our lives yet. So we think we have to make the students explore all they can do with gestural interfaces so that they can develop better feeling on how to achieve a more natural interaction. Uh, in our first few terms we observed that the students generally cannot be creative with gestural commands or functions of gestural interfaces. We saw that, uh, we saw that they tend to copy mouse interaction with gestures for example, the uh, most used gesture was tapping on icon, followed by drag and drop. We know that uh, these are the habits that come from graphical user interfaces. Uh, two years ago, I tried a new study method with the students. At the beginning of the term, before I gave any project, uh, any subject for a project, I played a game of chariots uh, with the students. Then we took photos of the game and we hung them on a wall to let people guess what's being told. Uh, my point was both to improve the involvement of the student and also to show them how many different gestures humans can use so that they find the spirit to use of different gestures. Uh, then throughout the term, every time the students encountered a problem, I had them make uh, exercises using role-playing. Uh, for example, in order to find out what the user may require uh, from a specific tool, or if the designed product is usable, the students created scenarios and played in, uh, played in them to find answers. We probably made three or four, four different role-playing sessions throughout the term. And I can say that it was the most successful, uh, successful one in terms of creativity until that point. Uh, this project subject was uh, designing uh, a device uh, for helping the uh, visual impaired uh, people. Uh, although I presented my study in a symposium that year, I didn't think my method was ready to be published as an accomplished education method. It wasn't refined, and actually, I thought it had some flaws. Uh, 
I was glad they actually got to design interfaces with real gestures, but the biggest problem was that I didn't think they got to explore the gestures enough. I blamed role-playing for this, or at least my method. Uh, it led the students to come to conclusion so quickly that they stuck to whatever solution they found at first. Uh, it was the exploration phase they became most creative, but this phase uh, was cut too short. Uh, so, last year, <coughs> I planned some different exercises to push the students explore the field rather than making them find solutions. Uh, in order to do that, I took a longer time before starting the project. First off, uh, we began with exploring some challenging situations that are suitable for gestural interaction. Uh, from my prior experience, I learned that the, bus, uh, the best idea generation occurs while living through a problem itself. So, we did some drama exercises in different disabled environments, such as communicating in a noisy environment and interacting uh, with a kiosk while carrying bags. There, uh, there were physical handicaps and the students were supposed to overcome them with gestures. This way, they learned gestures are not only commands made with hands, and that you have to go outside the box to overcome different problems. After we initi initiated them with the concept of gestures, I wanted them to understand the limits and capabilities of human body. I think we are so used to our body that we often ignore uh, its features. I also wanted them to understand how a machine can adapt to help users in different situations. I believe the concept of natural user interfaces is not only clever interface designs, but also involves reactive devices that can adapt different people and different needs. So our next exercise was a bunch of drama practices to look at a design problem from different angles. We called this distorted role plays. First, uh, we made a drama practice where the students acted like they didn't have a human body, but a different animal they chose. Uh, it was a fun practice, but uh, in the end, uh, they saw how they can or cannot interact with the environment when they don't have hands or when they can fly. After the practice, we observed the features of human body and talk, uh, talked about what possibilities uh, we can expose to be used in a natural user interface design. In the second role play, we let two students play a written scenario where there are several design problems. One example scenario goes as a person buys an online ticket to a movie but forgets his ID card and tickets while going to the cinema. He still tries to enter, trying to prove he bought the ticket. The other students just observed and took notes but they weren't allowed to offer any solutions loudly. After the practice, we discussed the problem and saw that some of the students even criticized the user. This way, they observed that a design problem is not just a requirement. The user, the environment, or a design itself can all be a part of the design problem. Uh, in the third role play, the students acted as the source of the problem. In one such scenario, a foreign tourist who doesn't eat pork goes to a restaurant but the tourist and the waiter cannot understand each other's languages. Here the problem has more than one source and the students tried different ways to overcome the problem. Different methods were explored to get around the problem such as gestures, showing pictures and getting help from other people. 
they practiced on uh, how a design problem can be manipulated to be solved in a different context. Mm. In the last role play, the students acted as a device which is trying to help a user with different needs. Students divided two couples, uh, divided two couples, and one student asked for things from the other students who played the device, but was unable to uh, interact in some ways that are usually expected from the uh, user, such as not remembering a password or not being tall enough to push a button. So the device tried to adapt to the user instead. As you can see, these distorted role plays intend to make the students look at the design problems from different perspectives. Most students said they weren't used to see a design problem from a perspective other than the users. They said they uh, liked the idea of impersonating the product in order to design intelligent machines that help the user. They said they were used to searching for a solution out of the, con uh, out of the context, but now understood that the solution should change the elements that make up the problem in order to come over it. Throughout these studies, we got many creative ideas, but uh, I encourage the students to focus on idea generation more than ideas themselves. Uh, our next exercise uh, was focused on alternative communication methods. Uh, we set up two different scenes that the students would play together. Uh, in the first setup, the students played prehistoric people with no verbal language at all. Uh, in the second setup, they acted, uh, they acted as tourists from different countries in a train trip. They uh, had the task of introducing themselves. Uh, as I stated before, I thought the students knew little about gestures, gestures, so I asked them to pay attention to each other's gestures while they were trying to communicate. The students adapted, the, uh, adapted to the role plays more than intended, and the, this resulted with playing some unintended roles too, such as uh, inviting others to a hunting party resulted in the students acting uh, a hunt. But all in all, we have got the different communication methods we expected. Body gestures, different objects in the lab, and noises were all used. Uh, in the end, we discussed what types of gestures are used most and which uh, ones are easier to understand. After these practices, um, we introduced a project subject. The students would design a tool where multiple users can create virtual natural environments and make sounds and music together. The interface would only consist of hand and body gestures and nonverbal sounds. We listened to some natural sounds and some music made with natural sounds, so the students had an, had an idea on how music can be made this way. They brought up some ideas on what kind of gestures can be used to describe natural objects. We asked them to bring up multiple ideas for each object according to its different features. Uh, we wanted to expand their V1 gestural definitions. Uh, in order to do that, we designed another game. In this game, we aimed the students to try out gestures taking human memory, perception in, and intuition into account. I gave the students some photos depicting, depicting nine different environments, such as a stormy sky, a beach with palm trees, etc. The students were supposed to describe these, uh, describe these scenes with gestures to other students, but in order to simplify the gestures in a way an interface can understand, 
We set up a screen setting. Each student took their turn to describe the scenes. Each narrator stood behind the audience in front of a projector which dropped their shadows on a screen that the audience can see. Uh, the narrators were asked to describe every detail visible on the scenes, such as the composition, the time of the day, or the season. In the first part, the audience said what, uh, audience said what they understood to the narrators so they could correct any mistakes. In the second part, with different photos, the audience didn't give feedback to the narrator and only drew what they comprehended on a paper. At the end, we compared all the results and discussed the understandability issues of different gestures. We observed that people may have different ways of describing things. For example, to, to define the storm in one, uh, in one of the photographs, some students made storm figures with their hands, some rotated around themselves, and others made storm sounds, and all of them could be equally understood. Uh, the students said they were quite comfortable with describing compositions. It was both because the screen acted as a frame and also 2D shadows with fewer details were easier to understand when compared to 3D visuals. The most important output here came a week later. While we were studying gestures that defined natural sounds, many students referred to some specific gestures that were made the previous week. When I asked which gestures they brought back from previous, <coughs> previous exercise, they said that uh, they can easily remember the gestures that uh, they found meaningful. They took this learning as a principle in their gesture design later on. Uh, while the students broadened uh, their knowledge of gestures, they brought forth the idea that gestural commands shouldn't be mapped uh, to a single specific gesture, but all gestures that can be applied by different users. After these exercises, the students came up with various, uh, various, various interaction ideas for the project. We observed a better understanding of the concept uh, along with descent variety. Throughout the design process, they made more role plays on usability issues and they recorded these role plays to use them as uh, video prototypes. At the end of the term, they prepared the presentation video each using these recordings. The projects and sketches uh, were evaluated by a jury from our department. Um, the general view on the projects was that they were usually accomplished and designed with rich gestural interaction. The students had a sufficient ver variety of ideas in sketches. We had a very positive project, uh, projection of uh, studies that were made throughout the term. The jury evaluated the gestures used, uh, used and mostly decided they were easy to remember. Again, a good number of uh, gestures were physically easy to make, while some less used uh, key gestures were harder but playful in a way the user could desire to make. While the jury spotted several mistakes, they observed uh, the area of gestural interaction was thoroughly uh, explored by the students. We have seen that drama has given positive outcomes in exploring one's own body functions. In the classical educational drama, the, the participants are led to a particular mode of thinking by the supervisor. Whereas in interactive media design, we observed that drama is an effective method for under, uh, unearthing one's uh, own creative ideas actively. 
explain natural reactions uh, of the body in different situations leads to gain muscle memory and this helps solving interaction problems in a more natural way we consider the future computers will adapt the users instead of uh, instead of the limited possibilities of current computers the users have the possibility to achieve interact with the computers according to their own physical and cognitive nature yet the conventional to the sketching and design methods are inadequate uh, in designing for this natural interaction and the required technological achievements we need to look for new criteria that help us uh, design interface that are easy to use and easy to learn. We believe our method is a step in the right direction, but we also believe this subject needs further research along with any technological achievements.